Welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host, Sophia Ng. This podcast is a call to self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability for your life, health, relationships, business, and beyond. Things I wish I had learned from our education system. So let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Today's guest is my dearest daughter, M. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to finally have this podcast so we can document a little bit about our conversations that we have together. Today, we're calling from Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, and it's been really exciting because there's a conference out here. And normally, I get to go to conferences that are related to tech and marketing, typically in and and I actually speak in some of these conferences. This is my very first conference where it's agriculture related, medicine, nutrition, and we talked about science. So and health too. And health, yeah. And what did you think? I thought it was awesome. Like a bunch of people there were thinking about getting farms. They got trucks. It was amazing. It was like we were in our own world. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really special for me to take you on this conference because usually when I go to conferences, I, I go by myself and it gets pretty lonely. Um, and I go to network with others. And this is what we do when we go to conferences. And today I got to share that experience with you. We got to connect with other fellow I guess you can say farmers, um, but I, we also connected with the speakers like Joel Salatin. Yeah, we saw Joel Salatin and Dr. Cena and Dr. Sabine, who talked about and Dr. Sabine gut microbiome. Oh yeah, that was, <laughs> she was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, do you remember him? Dr. Tom Dr. Cohen. Tom he talked Cohen. about structured water. Yeah. So. We're trying to do this weekly episode on Homegrown, and this is exciting for us. This is exciting for me because, you know, every time that we're out on the farm or every time we're learning something about the farm or our, you know, our agriculture system, medicine, nutrition, health, science, wellness, there's almost five content pieces that we can talk about in in one day and so the the concept of having a podcast is really is really neat because I don't have to sit down and and write about it but I can sit here and talk to you and this is something that you know we hope to get out to the different many different people out there who are listening but also something that you can always listen back on and as a documentation of how we've been growing out this farm from day one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Joel Salatin is the owner of Polyface Farms mm-hmm. and he's really interesting. You know, I first heard his speech at or his um, his talk at Google and it was really inspiring. And I remember at that point, this is a couple of years ago, I remember at that point I thought, wow, that's really neat. We're probably never going to get to that point because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know we live in the bay area and 
whenever uh, you know we don't have family members who and got you really fine. don't get any time to start growing because it's a lot of hard work you have to get the soil add a bunch of bio amendments and compost and mulch and then you have to grow the seed and you really don't have any time <laughs> when no. you're working when <laughs> i'm working yeah and when i have to homeschool you and make sure you guys don't you know fight it's and food because <laughs> you guys eat like five meals a day um but it's it's it, it, i just never thought that i'd be here i never i never in a million years thought we'd be here and i never thought i'd be here with you so this is really special because one of the things that you know the pandemic did for me and our family last year was really think about it really challenged us to think about what the future is going to look like and because we don't have any control over what the future would look like we have to really think about the things that we can do for our family and for those that we love around us um, and our community so this is really neat that we've had the we now have the this is our second time at polyface farms mm-hmm. in the last month or two about a month yeah actually it's our second time in a month uh, we did a grass stains tour about three four weeks ago wow that mm-hmm. and a lot of so long it felt like a long time we, do you remember that tour mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about what was what was so interesting about that tour well you know regular farming is like you just let your cows graze on the whatever acres but Polyface, they have it, the cows have uh, like separated. A paddock? Yeah. Where they have like one line of fencing. And every single day they move them across like the acres. And then the chickens follow three days behind them. The egg laying ones, not the the meat ones. Um, (laughs) So then when the cows, you know, have... manure the mosquitoes get to it and then they have larvae and then when the chickens get to it three days later then the chickens eat them the larvae and the manure and then they just do that like all the like throughout the entire i think they have several hundred (laughs) acres and i know i just spoke with joe today he just purchased 300 more acres from the neighbors behind him. So it's it's really exciting to see because we're we're obviously not going to be that big. I am we don't have aspirations for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we have our micro farm that we're starting to create. But the idea and the concept is, you know, how do we create something that's one very biodiverse um, meaning, you know, we have plants, animals, wildlife, and we also have a diversified landscape. Um, we have forest, open water, field, um, and that we are keeping it multi-speciation, uh, multi-speciation, which is multi-species. It's not just monocrops, right? We have an integrated system. I mean, you think about permaculture, we think, and, and this is fun for you kids because... 
you get to play with everything. <laughs> yeah. In your backyard, it's almost like a mini zoo sometimes. Yeah, I love touching the soil with my hand and like looking at the worms digging down. That's really so cool. Pretty. I wish, you know, those are some things that I wish I had learned at school that we didn't have access to. I know some private schools, they're starting to do that now with, with kids programs. And I think that's phenomenal. And those programs should definitely be continued to be invested in. Um, but since we're doing it our way, um, it's exciting because then you get to track it from beginning to end of you know each season. So in the last month, since we came back from Polyface the first time, what things have changed on our farm? What did we get? <laughs> so we got a hundred ducklings. Whoa! And um, half of them, uh, which is fifty, we got khaki Campbells. They're egg layer ones, and then the other fifty are ruins, and they're for meat. And uh, oh, what what happened? What did we have to get? Um, I know. What did we have to get because we got the ducks? Oh, so our neighbors found out that they have a hawk attacking their chicken, and so we had to get geese <laughs> to protect the ducks from being attacked by the hawk. And, and then, then. <laughs> we need we need a animal to protect all the livestock. So that's the LGD puppy that we got, and he's a th- three fourths Anatolian Shepherd and a fourth Pyrenees, and his name's Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think. And, and on top of that, we already we have how have many? Like the garden. We have the garden. And we started our seeds. We started our seeds. That's right in the yeah. last month. Right. And right now we're reinforcing our fencing because when we get back, I think we're going to be bringing home some, some sheep. <laughs> so, I mean, it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. But and we're also learning a lot of responsibility. We're also learning how to care for the animals. And what's really interesting, and Joel, Joel talked about this today, but to really think beyond our plate. When we think about the food that's on our plate, we really should spend the time to think about where our food came from. Who, right, where the carrot grew, in what type of soil, and that some farmer was there weeding around the carrots to pluck the carrots for us. To have for dinner, mm-hmm. and think about the cows and who cut it, mm. who cut the carrot, who cut the carrots, right? Yeah, um, cooked, it. cooked it, right? And to think about the many different hands that have come to prepare our food, but also where our food comes from and what that farm could look like, because ultimately, at the end of the day, we're we're now learning that <laughs> organic, pasture raised. Right, free range. Yeah, it doesn't always mean what we think it means. Right. What did you learn about, um, f- what is the it? The cows? Free range. No, the uh, grass-fed. Oh, grass-fed. Yeah, we learned yeah. about that today. So. Grass-fed. Um, Joel said just because the label says grass-fed 
doesn't mean it's been grass-fed the whole, like, its whole life. It probably, like, only had a blade of grass. It probably had, like, a munch of grass. It doesn't always mean a whole lifetime of grass, so. Ugh, and how does that make you feel? Grossed out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I'm glad that you're learning about this when you're so young. These are some things that I'm just learning about. And honestly, thanks to you, it means a lot that you're here with me to go to my very first health and agricultural conference because it is actually because of you that I started looking into this. When you were six months old and we were transitioning you from breast milk to solid foods, I remember the books that I was reading, they were just you know, William-Sonoma books, uh, baby, was it, Biaba cookbooks. So nothing around health and wellness, but just these baby cookbooks. And in the pages of making plum sauce for you, it said something like, make sure that you always source organic ingredients or organic fruit. And I remember reading that through several of the recipes. And I thought, wait, so when do I switch her out to our food? Or are we doing it wrong? And since mm-hmm. <laughs> since you're six year six months old, I have been on this journey for ten years now, and really bumping my head along the way, asking, "Wait, are are we doing it wrong? Are there things that we could be improving?" And all along the way, through. Your, our health, like the food that we eat, and we're still learning so many things about what the government regulations are, or or how the government defines organic, um, non-GMO, right? And you yeah. think that they're healthy because we trust the system. When I go to Whole Foods, I assume that Whole Foods has already done the research for me. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but, yeah. And then another thing that's similar to the grass-fed beef is organically. So it doesn't just mean chickens and eggs. Just because it says organically on like the egg carton and like your food doesn't mean that it's been outside grazing, had that fresh air. It can mean that they've been in a factory and like gross stuff they live with gross stuff and well, their their fecal matter fecal matter yeah. yeah and they can be their eggs can be labeled organic because they were fed organic feed mm-hmm. and that's not what we imagined so <laughs> we imagine a ch- chickens roaming around like green fresh grass picking up worms (laughs) (laughs) that's right well that's what you see our chickens do so so yeah i mean it's really good that you're learning about this and appreciating what you know i'd say god has intended our food ecosystem to be and how we have you know intentionally or unintentionally kind of degraded the quality of our food and ultimately degraded the quality of our lives our health, our wellness, 
our and our family's health and wellness which to me as a mom I've I've <laughs> I've always put as more importance over my own and um also learning about that too <laughs> and how important it is to always think about you know taking care of yourself um and simply going back to the very basics of our food and understanding the importance of the quality of our food and water and Dr. Thomas Cohen today we I have been following him for the last couple of months uh, around the topic of structured water and how important it is for life life beings seeds everything our bodies our brain yeah our bodies is like 80% water, right? Right. And so you want to have you want to have coherent water. You want to have clean, clear water. And we do that. We do at home. We we filter, but also the concept of structured water so that we're actually having access to the best quality of water, meaning we have the best quality of life. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's something that I had not thought about for you know 21 years <laughs> but I hadn't thought about that for you know my entire life until I had you so I want to thank you for really just showing me and challenging me on how to better take care of you our family and myself um so Again, I'm really excited that you're here. We still have another day of the conference and we have very special speakers <laughs> that are going to be on tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be and get a tour of the farm again. Right. Right. And what is unique? What what are you excited about um, seeing the tour tomorrow? I'm excited about seeing the plants and the animals and learning more about them. Yeah. Yeah. Which animals in particular? Um, I think probably cows. They're most interesting because they do, Polyface does their farming that way. And I want to learn why they do that. And I want to learn more about that. And yeah, things that lead to that. Mm-hmm. What about the pigs? We didn't get to see them last time. Yeah, I want to learn about that too. These I'd like to see them. Was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you have for food today? And did it taste oh, yeah. different than normal? Yes. Um, well, first of all, I don't really eat pork sausages. So that was sort of my first time. Um, it was really yummy. And uh, we You've had, had pork sausages, but I they're know. usually like in the form of links. So like the long sausage. Oh. that shape but well but how did it taste it tasted amazing like melting your mouth sort of amazing wow and then their eggs tasted really good it's the chicken eggs yeah ours is like almost the same thing as theirs okay well they were cooking theirs with bacon so there was bacon fat and then they I think that's a little cheating. (laughs) Yeah, because anything with bacon tastes good. Good. (laughs) Tastes great. Yeah. 
and then there we had cauliflower with turmeric on it. I'm not a big fan of turmeric, but the cauliflower the, the cauliflower was really good. <laughs> well, turmeric is anti-inflammatory. I know. <laughs> but it's sandy. It's not sandy. It is. It's a grainy. And then we had vegetables and or fruits too and oh yeah and then for our lunch we had um oh yeah we had their chickens that they like the broilers broilers mm-hmm. yeah broilers and then that was really good i couldn't even finish half of it i didn't know it was that much meat <laughs> is that so so broiler chickens is something that we're thinking about doing on our homestead yeah i think it'd be really cool we probably wouldn't do it as big as as polyface does but yeah i think it would be really neat because they mature at eight weeks time and (laughs) so after i mean right when they hit eight weeks which is how many months which is two two months yeah in just two months we'll be able to have you know five pound chickens wow yeah, which is going to be great because That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and the concept of being self-sustainable is something that I want you to learn. How do we live off the land in many ways to be healthy, um, to help serve others, um, and but to take care of our family and and others and be healthy. So. And ultimately, if we get to a point where where you can generate income from it, then that's something that we become truly self-sustainable. Yeah, that'd be amazing. The first thing I'd want to do if I were to like start our farm business and make like, you know, goat's milk soap or something like that, I would... If we would get cows, I would do raw butter, raw cheese, raw milk. Yeah, I would sew with like leather that come from what cows? Mm-mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Leather yeah. come from cows? Yes. Oh. Well. <laughs> yeah, and it's a separate skill that you can learn to sew with yeah. that that rawhide. But yeah, so I'm excited. I'm pretty tired, but I think it's been completely amazing. It's been an amazing experience to be able to share this with you. The very first person in my life ever to really face food and health and wellness in the face. And to really prioritize that against everything else in my life so that we can get this right for our family and through this podcast hopefully to other families as well so i'm excited and i can't wait to share more about our experience here at the conference and polyface farms but also to be sharing our experience and our journey through our own farm yeah so (laughs) I can't wait for your next podcast. 
podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being my very special guest. And uh, we hope that you are able to gather some inspiration. If you are ever out in the East Coast, in the Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland area, make your way over to Shenandoah Valley. It is gorgeous out here. I used to go to college um, in at George Washington University and love spending time at Shenandoah National Park. So it's been just really great for me and my soul to be out here visiting our dear friends as well as visiting our our new friends at Polyface Farm and really learning about how we can bring a little bit of that self-sustainability, self-reliance and self-sufficiency back home to California. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for joining us this week and we look forward to next week where we'll share more about our progress on our farm as well as uh, what we are able to gather from the rest of the conference this week. All right. Thank All right, you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye.